Psalm 31, Sermon 2 of Exposition on the Book of Psalms. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Exposition on the Book of Psalms by St. Augustine of Hippo. Translated by Philip Schaff. Psalm 31, Sermon 2. 1. Let our attention turn again to the rest of the psalm, and let us recognise ourselves in the words of the prophet. For if we look into ourselves in the time of tribulation, we shall rejoice in the time of retribution. I set forth to you, dearly beloved, when I was expounding the first part of this psalm, that it is Christ who speaketh, and I did not omit to say how that Christ is to be taken wholly with the head and the body. I established this also by testimonies of Scripture, as it appeared to me adequate enough and clear, so that it could not in any wise be doubted that Christ is head and body, bridegroom and bride, the Son of God and the Church, the Son of God made Son of Man for our sakes, that he might make the sons of men sons of God and so there might be two in one flesh in a great mystery who are recognised in the prophets as two in one voice the thanksgiving of the psalmist himself hath been expressed above in the words quote, thou hast regarded my humiliation thou hast saved my soul from necessities and hast not shut me up into the hands of the enemy thou hast set my feet in a large room End quote. It is the thanksgiving of man delivered from tribulation, of Christ's members delivered from affliction and snares. And again he saith, quote, Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am troubled. End quote. In tribulation, of course, there is straightness. How then thou hast set my feet in a large room? If he be still troubled, how are his feet in a large room? Is it haply so that there is one voice, because there is indeed one body, but in some of the members thereof largeness is felt, in others straightness? That is, some feel the easiness of righteousness, others are distressed in tribulation. For if the condition of different members was not different, the apostle would not say, quote, If one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, and if one member be honoured, all the members rejoice with it. End quote. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26 Some churches, for instance, have peace, some are in tribulation. In such as have peace, the feet are in a large room. Such as are in tribulation, suffer straightness. But both the tribulation of the latter saddens the former and the peace of the former comforts the latter. For the body is in such wise, one, that there is no schism. Now nothing maketh schism but dissension. But charity produceth closeness. Closeness embraceth unity. Unity preserveth charity. Charity attaineth to glory. Let her say then in the person of some members, verse 9, Have mercy on me, O Lord for I am troubled. Mine eye hath been disturbed by anger, my soul and my belly. 2. 
we ask whence comes this trouble since a little before he seemed to rejoice in his deliverance through a certain righteousness poured in upon him bountifully by the gift of god and room thereby made for his feet in the expanse of charity whence then is this trouble also unless peradventure from that which the lord saith quote, because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold matthew chapter twenty four verse twelve for when at first the fewness of the saints had been set forth by the casting as it were of the net the church was multiplied and countless numbers were taken of whom it had been foretold quote, i declared and spake they were multiplied out of number psalm forty verse five who were even to overload the ships and break the nets as it was recorded in that first fishing before the lord's passion out of these multitudes then are those numbers swelled by whom the churches throughout easter are so crammed that the confined space of the walls cannot contain the crowds of them now how should he not be troubled for this multitude when he seeth those very same filling the theatres and amphitheatres who a little before filled the churches those very same in their iniquities who were a little before in the praises of god those very same blaspheming god who were answering amen unto god let him abide let him endure let him not fail even in the abounding multitude of the wicked because neither does the grain of corn fail in the multitude of the chaff until that after the time of fanning he be sent into the barn and there be in the company of the saints and suffer nothing from the clouds of dust let him then endure to the end because the lord too when he had said quote, because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold end quote, lest through this that abundance of iniquity is foreannounced our feet should slip and stumble immediately added for the encouragement and consolation and confirmation of the faithful saying quote, he that shall persevere unto the end the same shall be saved end quote. matthew chapter twenty four verse thirteen three give heed accordingly to the psalmist situated as it appears to me in this trouble when as being in trouble he ought as it were to grieve for trouble hath a suitable partner in grief he declares that he is angry in trouble and saith quote, have mercy on me o lord for i am in trouble mine eye hath been disordered by anger End quote. if thou art in trouble why art thou angry he is angry for others sins who would not be angry seeing men confessing god with their mouths and in their lives denying him who would not be angry seeing men renouncing the world in word and not in deed who would not be angry seeing brethren plotting against brethren not keeping good faith with the kiss which they imprint in the sacraments of god and who can enumerate all the things at which the body of christ is angry which liveth interiorly by the spirit of christ which groaneth as the grain among the chaff for they scarcely appear who thus groan who are thus angry as the grain scarcely appears when the floor is being threshed he who knows not how many ears have been gathered in 
thinks the whole chaff, and out of this, which is all thought to be chaff, a large heap will be cleansed. Among these, then, who do not appear and who groan, he is angry, who saith in another place, quote, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. End quote. Psalm 69, verse 9. He saith too in another place, when he seeth many doing evil, quote, Weariness possessed me at sinners forsaking thy law. End quote. Psalm 119, verse 53. He saith again in another place, quote, I saw the senseless, and I wasted away. End quote. Psalm 119, verse 158. 4. But for this anger there is cause for fear, lest it be so great as to be turned into hatred. For anger is not yet hatred. For thou art angry with thy son, thou dost not hate the child. Thou art keeping his inheritance for him, who is sensible of thine anger. And therefore thou art angry, lest he lose what thou mayest have kept for him, should he turn out ill by depraved habits. Anger, then, is not yet hatred. We do not yet hate them with whom we are angry. But if this anger abide, and be not quickly plucked out, it increases and becomes hatred. Therefore that newborn anger be plucked out, and turn not into hatred. Scripture thus teacheth us, saying, quote, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. End quote. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 now thou dost sometimes meet with a brother cherishing hatred, and he reproves one who is angry. There is hatred in him, and he blames anger in another. He hath a beam in his own eye, and reproveth a mote in his brother's eye. But that mote and shoot, if it be not quickly plucked out, will become a beam. He doth not therefore say, Mine eye hath been put out by anger, but disordered. For if it be put out, it is now hatred, not anger. And see how that it is put out. Hence John saith, quote, He that hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. End quote. 1 John chapter 2 verse 9. Before one then pass into darkness, the eye is disordered by anger. But care must be taken that the anger turn not into hatred, and the eye be put out. Therefore he saith, Mine eye hath been disordered for anger, my soul and my belly. That is, my inward parts have been disturbed. He used belly for inward parts. For sometimes with the wicked and perverse, with those who wander from the law and live evilly, one may be angry, one may not cry out. When we are angry and may not cry out, our inward parts are disturbed. For so great sometimes is the perversity that it cannot be corrected. 5. Verse 10. Quote, For my life hath failed in pain, and my years in groanings. End quote. My life hath failed in pain, he saith. Quote, now we live, saith the apostle, if ye stand fast in the Lord, end quote. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 8. Whosoever are perfect through the gospel and the grace of God, live not here but for others. For their life in this world is no more necessary for them 
but because their services are necessary for others, there occurs in their case what the same apostle saith, quote, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, for it is far best. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is needful for you, end quote. Philippians chapter 1, verses 23 and 24. Now, when a man sees that from his services, from his labours, from his preaching, men make no progress, his life is weakened by want, a truly miserable want and hunger, since those whom we gain to the Lord, the church in a manner eateth. What is eateth? Passeth into her body. For whatever we eat, we pass into our body. This the church doeth by the saints. She hungereth after those she would gain, and those whom she has gained in any way, she in a manner eateth. Peter represented this church, when a vessel was let down to him from heaven, full of all manner of four-footed beasts, creeping things, and fowls of the air. Acts chapter 10 verse 11 By which kinds all the Gentiles are denoted. The Lord showed the church in figure beforehand, that she should devour all the Gentiles, and change them into her own body. And he said to Peter, quote, Kill and eat. End quote. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. That is, O Peter, for, quote, Upon this rock I will build my church. End quote. Kill and eat. First kill, and so eat. Kill what they are, and make them what thou art. When then the gospel is preached, and he who preaches it sees that men make no progress, how can he not cry out, For my life hath failed in pain, and my years in groanings, my strength hath been weakened by want, and my bones have been disturbed. These years of ours which we pass here are in groanings. Why? Quote, because iniquity hath abounded, the love of many waxeth cold. End quote. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. In groanings, not in plain speeches. When the church seeth many going wrong, she stifles her groans in her own breast, so as to say to God, quote, My groaning is not hid from thee. End quote. Psalm 38, verse 9. So it is said in another psalm, but it is suitable here. My groaning, though hidden from men, hath not been hidden from thee. My strength hath been weakened by want, and my bones have been disturbed. Of this want we have spoken above. By bones are meant the strong ones of the church, who, though they be not disturbed by the persecutions of aliens, are nevertheless disturbed by the iniquities of brethren. 6. Verse 11. Quote, I have been made a reproach above all mine enemies, and to my neighbours too much, and fear to mine acquaintance. End quote. I have been made a reproach above all mine enemies. Who are the church's enemies? Heathens? Jews? Bad Christians live worse than all. Would ye see how bad Christians live worse than all? Of such the prophet Ezekiel saith that they are like useless vine branches. Ezekiel chapter 15. Grant that the heathen are wood, quote, of the trees of the forest, end quote, without the church. Still something can be made of it, 
as of carpenters' woods, is made wood fit for the carpenter. And if it be as yet knotty and crooked and covered with bark, still it may be trimmed, chipped, planed, and can come to some work for man's use. But of vine branches cut off, carpenters can make nothing. The fire only awaits them. Mark, brethren, seeing that the branch which abideth in the vine is everywhere preferred to the wood of the trees of the forest, because the branch yieldeth fruit, and the wood doth not. Yet, if the wood of the trees of the forest be compared with the branch cut off from the vine, the wood is understood to be better, because of it the carpenter can make something, while the other none seeketh but to supply the hearth. Giving heed, therefore, to the multitude of evil livers in the church, he saith, quote, I have been made a reproach above all mine enemies. End quote. Bad men, saith he, live worse in my sacraments than they who have never approached them. Why should we not speak out plainly in Latin, even when we explain the psalm? Even if we do not dare to speak at other times, at least let the obligation of exposition have the liberty of rebuking. I have been made, saith he, a reproach above all mine enemies. Of such the apostle Peter saith, quote, The latter end with them is worse than the beginning, for it were better for them not to know the way of righteousness, than, knowing it, to turn aside from the holy commandment delivered unto them. End quote. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. When he saith, it were better for them not to know the way of righteousness, did he not judge that enemies stationed without are better than evil livers within, by whom the church is oppressed and weighed down? It had been better, saith he, for them not to know the way of righteousness, than knowing it to turn aside from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Finally, see to how shocking a thing he compared them. Quote, it hath happened to them according to the true proverb, quote, the dog hath turned to his vomit again, end quote. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 22. Seeing then that the church is full of such as these, do not the few say truly here, yea, rather the church herself, by the voice of the few, quote, I have been made a reproach above all mine enemies, and to my neighbours too much, and fear to mine acquaintance, end quote. I have been made a reproach to my neighbours too much, that is, to those who were already drawing near to me that they might believe, that is, my neighbours have been too much frightened by the bad life of bad and false Christians. For how many do you think, my brethren, wish to be Christians, but are offended by the evil conversation of Christians? These are the neighbours who were already drawing near, and we have seemed too great a reproach unto them. 7. Quote, I have been made a fear to mine acquaintance. End quote. What is so much to be feared? I have been made, saith he, a fear to mine acquaintance. What is so much to be feared as when a man sees many living evilly, and those of whom good was hoped found in many evil practices? He fears lest all whom he thought good be such, and almost all the good come into evil suspicion. What a man! 
how has he fallen how has he been found in that disgraceful business in that wickedness in that evil deed think you all are not the same this is a fear to mine acquaintance that even with those to whom we are known we very often come into suspicion and unless if thou art anything what thou art thyself console thee thou dost not believe there is any other like thee a good conscience whatever it be consoleth a man so as that a man whose life is good may say to himself o oh, thou who art fearing now lest all be such art thou such conscience makes answer i am not then if thou art not such art thou alone beware lest this pride be worse than that wickedness say not that thou art alone for so elias once for weariness of the multitude of the ungodly said quote, they have killed thy prophets and digged down thy altars and i am left alone and they seek my life but what saith the answer of god unto him i have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee before baal romans chapter eleven verses three and four first kings chapter nineteen verses ten and fourteen therefore brethren amid these offences there is one remedy that thou think not badly of thy brother be thou in humility what thou wouldst have him be and thou wilt not think him to be what thou art not but still he is made a fear even to his acquaintance even to those who have had proof of him eight quote, they that did see me fled without from me End quote. it were pardonable if they that did not see me had fled without from me for even they that did see me fled without from me but if they that did not see me have fled without from me and it must not be said they fled without for they were never within for if they had been within they would have seen me that is they would have recognized the body of christ they would have recognized the members of christ they would have recognized the unity of christ this is more to be lamented this is altogether unbearable that many who saw me fled without from me that is many who had knowledge of what the church was went out and made heresies and schisms against the church Today, for instance, you find a man born in Donatus's party. He knows not what the church is. He holds to what he was born in. You cannot tear him away from the usage which he has sucked in with his nurse's milk. Give me a man who is daily conversant with scripture, who reads it, who preaches it. Is it possible, I ask, that he does not see there, quote, Desire of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the limits of the earth for thy possession end quote. psalm two verse eight does he not see there quote, all the ends of the world shall remember themselves and be turned unto the lord and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before him end quote. psalm twenty two verse twenty seven if thou seest there the unity of the whole world why dost thou fly without so as not only thyself to suffer blindness but also to create blindness for others they that did see me that is who knew what the church was who saw it in the scriptures fled without from me 
for think ye my brethren that all they who have made heresies in diverse parts and places have not known in the scriptures of god that the church hath not been foretold but as diffused throughout the whole globe i say the truth dearly beloved we are all at least christians or are all called christians and all sign ourselves with the sign of christ the prophets have spoken more obscurely of christ than of the church i suppose because they saw in the spirit that men would make parties against the church and would not have so much strife concerning christ concerning the church would stir up great contentions and hence that out of which greater contentions were to arise was more plainly predicted and openly prophesied of that it may avail for the conviction of those who have seen and fled without nine for example i will mention one instance abraham was our father not by reason of carnal propagation but of the imitation of faith righteous and well pleasing to god by faith he begat a son isaac who had been promised to him of sarah his wife being barren in his old age this same son he was commanded to offer up to god he doubted not nor disputed nor argued about god's command nor thought that evil which the best could enjoin he led his son to be offered up placed upon him the wood for the sacrifice came to the spot raised his right hand to strike him lowered it at his prohibition at whose command he had lifted it up he who had obeyed to strike the blow obeyed to spare everywhere obedient never fearful but that the sacrifice might be completed and they might not go away without blood a ram was found quote, caught in a thicket by his horns end quote. genesis chapter twenty two verse thirteen it was offered up the sacrifice was accomplished search what this means it is a figure of christ wrapped up in a mystery now that it may be seen it is examined that it may be seen it is thoroughly discussed that what is wrapped up may be unrolled isaac as the only beloved son having the type of the son of god carrying the wood for himself as christ carried the cross finally that very ram signified christ for what is it to be caught by the horns but in a manner to be crucified this is a figure of christ forthwith the church was to be preached the head having been foreannounced the body was to be foreannounced too the spirit of god began god began to wish to preach the church to abraham and took away all figure he was preaching christ in figure he preached the church openly for he saith to abraham quote, because thou hast obeyed my voice and hast not spared thy beloved son for my sake in blessing i will bless thee and in multiplying i will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand of the sea and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed End quote. genesis chapter twenty two verses sixteen seventeen and eighteen and almost everywhere christ is preached by the prophets in some cover of a mystery the church openly that they even might see her who were to rise against her and this wickedness might be fulfilled in them which the psalm foretold 
They that did see me fled without from me. Quote, they went out from us, but they were not of us. End quote. This the Apostle John said of them. 1 John chapter 2 verse 19 10 verse 12 quote, I have been forgotten as one dead from the heart. End quote. I have been forgotten. I have fallen into oblivion. They that saw me have forgotten me. They have forgotten me and so forgotten me as if I were dead from their hearts. I have been forgotten as one dead from the heart. I have become as a lost vessel. What is this I have become as a lost vessel? He was toiling and profiting none. He saw that he was a vessel and profited none, and he saith that he is, as it were, a lost vessel. 11. Verse 13. Quote, For I have heard the rebuking of many dwelling by in a circle. End quote. Many dwell by in my circle, and blame me daily. How many evil words do they speak against wicked Christians, evil words which reach to all Christians? For does he who speaks evil of or blames Christians, does he say, see what bad Christians do? No, but see what Christians do. He makes no separation, does not discriminate. Yet they say this, who dwell by in a circle, that is, who go round about and do not enter. Why go they round about and do not enter? Because they love the wheel of time. They do not enter into truth, because they do not love eternity. Devoted to things temporal, as it were fast bound to a wheel. Of whom it is said elsewhere, quote, Make their princes as a wheel, end quote. Psalm 83, verse 13. And again, quote, The ungodly walk in a circle, end quote. Psalm 12, verse 8. Quote, Whilst they were assembling themselves together against me, they conspired that they might take my soul, end quote. What is they have conspired that they might take my soul? that I might consent to their wickednesses. For it is a little matter for those that speak evil and do not enter in, that they do not enter in. They would moreover cast men out, hence, by their rebuking. If they have cast thee out of the church, they have taken thy soul, that is, have obtained thy consent, and thou wilt be in a circle, not in rest. 12. But I, amidst those reproaches, amidst those scandals, amidst those evils, amidst these seductions, ungodlinesses without, and perversenesses within, when I was looking for righteous men, and seeking whom to imitate, and there were none, what did I do? What counsel did I find? Verse 14. But I have hoped in thee, O Lord. Nothing more healthful, nothing more secure. Thou wast wishing to imitate someone, thou didst find him not good. Away with this imitation, thou didst seek another. Something or other displeased thee, thou didst seek a third, and he too did not please. 
what because this one and that one did not please shalt thou too be lost take away thy hope from man for quote, cursed be every one who putteth his hope in man end quote. jeremiah chapter seventeen verse five if thou look still to man and seekest to imitate him and depend on him thou dost wish still to be fed with milk and thou wilt become a breast-bread as those children are called who suck longer than they ought for to use milk to wish food to be passed into one as it were through the flesh this is to live by man get strength for the table thence take nourishment from whence he took it or perchance did not take it perhaps thou hast to thy profit fallen in with a bad one whom thou thoughtest good that so thou mightest find bitterness as it were in thy mother's milk and so by that distaste be repelled and attracted to stronger food for nurses act thus to the breast-bread place something bitter on the nipples of their breasts by which infants being disgusted refuse the breast and crave after the table therefore let him say but i have hoped in thee o lord i have said thou art my god thou art my god let donatus retire sicilianus retire neither the one or the other is my god i do not walk after man's name i hold to the name of christ hear paul himself saying quote, was paul crucified for you or were ye baptized in the name of paul first corinthians chapter one verse thirteen i should be lost if i were of paul's party how shall i not be lost if i shall be of donatus's party yes let them retire altogether men's names men's charges men's fictions in thee o lord have i hoped i have said thou art my god not any man but thou art my god one man faileth another advanceth my god neither faileth nor advanceth nor hath the perfect one any whither to advance nor the eternal any whither to fail i said to the lord thou art my god thirteen verse fifteen quote, in thy hands are my lots end quote not in hands of men but in thy hands what are these lots how lots when we hear the word lots we must not look out for lot diviners for the lot is no evil thing but it is an event in human doubt indicating the divine will for so the apostles cast lots when judas perished after betraying his lord and as it was written of him Quote, he went to his own place end quote. acts chapter one verse twenty five then began search to be made who should be ordained in his place two were chosen by man's judgment and of the two one was chosen by divine judgment god was consulted concerning the two which of them it would be and quote, the lot fell upon matthias end quote acts chapter one verse twenty six what then is in thy hands are my lots 
by lots to the best of my opinion he expressed the grace whereby we are saved why does he call the grace of god by the name of lot because in a lot there is no choice but the will of god for when it is said this man does so that man does not there is an estimate of deserts and when deserts are estimated there is choice not lot but since god hath found no deserts of ours he hath saved us by the lot of his own will because he willed not because we were worthy this is a lot with much significance upon that vesture of the lord woven from the top john chapter nineteen verse twenty three which signifies the eternity of love when it could not be divided by the persecutors was the lot cast by them to whom it came it signified those who seemed to attain to the lot of the saints by grace ye are saved through faith saith the apostle ephesians chapter two verse eight by grace ye are saved through faith and this not of yourselves recognize the lot and this not of yourselves but it is the gift of god not of works as if ye did any good and so were worthy of attaining thereunto not of works lest any man should boast for we are his workmanship created in jesus christ unto good works this so to say hidden lot is the will of god it is a lot among mankind a lot coming from the hidden will of god with whom there is no unrighteousness for he accepteth no man's person but his hidden justice is to thee a lot fourteen mark therefore dearly beloved see how this very thing is confirmed by the apostle peter when that simon the sorcerer having been baptized by philip continued with him believing the divine miracles which were performed in his sight acts chapter eight verse thirteen the apostles came to samaria where this sorcerer also had himself believed and where he had been baptized the apostles laid their hands on the baptized and they received the holy ghost and began to speak with tongues simon wondered and was astounded at so great a divine miracle that at the laying on of men's hands the holy ghost came and filled men and he longed for this not grace but power not whereby he might be set free but whereby he might be puffed up but when he longed for this and pride and devilish ungodliness and exultation which deserved a fall had filled his heart he said to the apostles how much money would you take of me that men may receive the holy ghost at the laying on of my hands too he who was seeking after things of this world who was dwelling by in a circle thought that for money he could buy the gift of god he who thought that he could by money procure the holy ghost judged the apostles also to be covetous as he was himself ungodly and proud forthwith peter said quote, thy money go into perdition with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of god may be purchased with money 
thou hast neither part nor lot in this faith End quote. acts chapter eight verses twenty and twenty one that is thou dost not belong to this grace which we all receive freely because thou dost think to buy that which is given freely now from this that it is given freely it is called a lot thou hast neither part nor lot in this faith i have said thus much that we might not be alarmed at what he saith in thy hands are my lots for what are lots the church's inheritance to what extent is the church's inheritance within what bounds even unto all bounds Quote, i will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the boundaries of the earth for thy possession psalm two verse eight let not man promise me some small portion or other o oh my god in thy hands are my lots let this suffice you dearly beloved for the present the remainder in the lord's name and with his help we will make good to-morrow end of psalm thirty one sermon two